Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Now, on top of all of these uh, COVID-19 uh, resurgence, the resurgence of these COVID-19, especially if the Delta variant, we do, we, it was a fairly heavy week in terms of GDP releases. We did see that Singapore's second quarter GDP actually contracted 2% as compared to the first quarter and China's GDP figures today coming at 7.9%, which was still below what some economists were expecting. Now, we'd like to hear, get more opinions from other economists who cover um, the markets across the, re- uh, economies across the region. And today on the line, we're Pleased to have with us Mr. Ong Singbang, who's the ASEAN chief economist for JP Morgan. He's here to uh, uh, talk to us about what are the risks that we're monitoring in the region when you take into account all of these indicators. Mr. Ong, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are safe and good health during these times. And welcome to the show. Good evening, sir. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for doing very well and hope the same with you and your team. Uh, all right, Mr. Uh, Singbang, let's start off first with the, the freshest report today. China, of course, re, uh, uh, releasing their uh, their uh, figures today with the economy growing by 7.9%. This was below what the average economist was actually expecting. And, of course, this comes after the PBOC signaled they could cut those triple R requirements to provide more support to the uh, to parts of the economy. Is there a concern based on J.P. Morgan's uh, belief that the Chinese economic rebound is starting to peak? But And if so, how big of an issue is this actually for global markets? Because 7.9%, that's still a pretty big um, GDP bump, don't you think? No, absolutely. I mean, I would say that, you know, China was the first in, first out. And so it has effectively returned to its pandemic, pre-pandemic growth path um, late last year. Um, but since then, it's effectively been implementing policy normalization, effectively tightening up the policy levers that it effectively loosened into the pandemic. And this involved both you know, fiscal consolidation and credit deceleration, um, which they started embarking on earlier in the year. Um, that has effectively created an environment where we're seeing a fairly, I would say, variegated growth pattern across different sectors. And just to give you a sense, I mean, we had previously expected the rotation in growth drivers this year, um, led by domestic consumption and the ensuing services recovery. But what we have seen instead is fairly strong external demand, which I think is universal to the region, but somewhat disappointing consumption and services recovery. And I think for that reason, um, they effectively took stock and therefore decided to actually ease monetary conditions uh, so that they can actually stabilize uh, growth conditions in those specific sectors. And so the hope is that you know, with that easing in triple R, as you mentioned earlier, we should start seeing financial institutions step up to provide credit uh, to the sectors of the economy that have been affected, particularly the small and micro-sized enterprises. And so this, in our view, uh, should hopefully deliver, with a bit of a lag, um, uh, a stabilization and activity in those sectors that had lagged, effectively bolstering activity in the second half of this year. So hopefully uh, we should see some um, support there. Now, how this translates into the region, I think is slightly more nuanced, in the sense that, you know, what drives um, China's impulse in the region is effectively trade. And what we've seen is very strong trade activity in the rest of the world. And that's certainly, you know, helping our imports into China. But what's also interesting is that they've also been decelerating investment. And that's impacting, to some extent, certain commodities. Now, if they provide that support and, you know, investment starts picking up, albeit quite slowly, uh, this should actually re-accelerate commodity demand. Um, With the overall view that, you know, goods demand should remain quite resilient for the rest of the year, which means that the China factor becomes less of an issue if global growth is going to be quite resilient. And that's generally the view that we have into the rest of, of 2021. 
Of course, uh, when we talk about China, Singapore very much exposed to China, not just as a major trading partner, but also the linkages between the city-state and China also quite strong. We did hear that Singapore's GDP contracted 2% quarter on quarter. What is J.P. Morgan's economic outlook for Singapore? And perhaps more importantly, uh, Singbeng, how important is it for our neighbors and other trading partners to get their economies in order for Singapore to sustain this economic momentum that seems to be stuck in uh, second or third gear, according to some skeptics? Um, no, that's a great question, JP. I mean, I think to set some context, I mean, let, let me just mark out some observations we, we've had in the last year or so about this recovery. I mean, the first of all is that we're seeing a fairly variegated multi-speed recovery with the manufacturing sector or goods producing sectors leading, even as the non-goods producing, which encompasses generally construction and services, lagging very much. And so what we're effectively uh, inferring from that is that you know, because of the COVID restrictions, uh, there's a limited uh, income pass through from the goods producing sector to the non goods producing sector. And what's effectively uh, creating this bottleneck, if you will, is COVID 19 or the resurgence of COVID 19 across much of the region and Singapore being part of that uh, general narrative as well. So, what is a necessary condition for us to see a more resilient recovery is for us to effectively disentangle. Um, uh, rising cases with um, mobility, and the only way we think that can be achieved is through herd immunity. And I think the good news here is that we have a handful of countries in the region which we expect to reach herd immunity before year-end, Singapore being one of them, together with Korea and Malaysia, and that in itself should provide, I would say, some uh, light at the end of the tunnel um, for these three countries that I've mentioned. So I think what is absolutely critical is that we reach herd immunity, and so far, from what we understand, vaccine supply is now normalizing, and this should really put us on the path in the case of Singapore uh, to reaching a herd immunity um, sooner than later. And just very quickly, Singbeng, as we know, a lot of our neighbours in the ASEAN uh, region are uh, really being walloped by the resurgence of these uh, of the COVID, especially with the Delta variant. Tell us, based on your on your on your assumptions, what which economy across the ASEAN might be most at risk actually towards the year end because of these persistent and pesky COVID nineteen spikes. Unfortunately, I think it has to be the ones that are quite far away from herd immunity. And I think within the ASEAN region, I mean, the pecking order is that, you know, we have Indonesia, Thailand and the Philippines being quite laggard in terms of reaching herd immunity, with the leaders being Singapore and Malaysia. So what that means effectively, you have a pecking order in terms of the recovery um, uh, potential um, with the ones that have least um, ability to reach herd immunity most at risk of this Delta variant. And unfortunately, what it means is that as you lock down cases will come down as you open up again, the risk that we can get a resurgence um, um, uh, uh, further down the road. And that can only be broken once we have herd immunity. And and as I mentioned earlier, we expect that to be, you know, most advanced in Singapore and Malaysia. All right. Ong Singbeng, ASEAN Chief Economist for JP Morgan. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to join us today on Money FM 89.3 to talk about your economic outlook, at least for China, Singapore, and the rest of the ASEAN region. We hope you and your loved ones continue to stay safe, stay safe and, uh, and good health during these times. We look forward to the next time we can have you back on the show. Good evening, sir. Fantastic. Thank you, JP and team. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.